Uh, good morning. Thank you for joining the Tax and Finance Show here on Spotify Greenroom. Today we are joined by Kenner French, CIO of VastHoldingsGroup.com and executive at VastSolutionsGroup.com. And for today's room, we will go over our five easy essential tax tips for entrepreneurs. Again, we are joined by Kenner French and the floor is all yours. Thank you very much. Yep. I'm excited to talk about this because, you know, everyone thinks, ah, taxes is boring, which maybe it is. I don't know. It's fun for me. But really what the thought is, is, well, it's always going to be an entrepreneur's biggest expense, or at least generally, I should say. So why not then concentrate on tackling that biggest expense to lower it to, you know, the lowest possible number? So <clears throat> that's the reason uh, I'm glad we're, we're here talking about five easy essential tax tips. And what I would also say, by the way, is everything we're going to be talking about is legal. We're not going to be talking about any overly aggressive things. We're talking about things that really all tax professionals, all entrepreneurs should be thinking about. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, so, yes, let's get started. So let's start with your uh, number five tip, and that would be qualified yeah, you know, thank you very much for talking about this one. I mean, I know we talked about it, uh, talked about it offline, but you know, so many people forget about qualified plans. What's a qualified plan, by the way? Generally speaking, we're talking about for entrepreneurs, you know, four hundred and one ks, profit sharing plans, defined benefit plans, cash balance plans, and other plans where the government gives you money to basically put away money for your retirement, so you get a deduction. So again, uh, those the, the most important ones that most people know about are 401k plans. And really what they allow for is the government to give you money. They call it tax deferral. You put in whatever, let's just say it's $10,000. Let's say your tax bracket is, I'm making up a number, 25%, right? $10,000 you put in, you defer into your 401k plan. Let's say you don't have any employees. It'd be called a solo 401k plan. That's the marketing term. Put in $10,000 via deferral. Well, what then? You save $2,500 if you're the 25% tax bracket. So saving $2,500, eh, you know, hey, that could be a lot of money to some people. Eh, I, I like saving $2,500 a year. It buys my lattes, right? <laughs> um, the nice thing there is, well, the full $10,000 goes into the account. It's a government-sponsored plan. Uh, then what happens? Well, the money grows on a tax-deferred or tax-free basis, if you think about it. And then let's say you're after 59 and a half, you take the money out. That's when you pay your taxes. So that's the reason qualified plans really make a lot of sense and really should be included in the five easy and truly essential tax uh, tax tips for entrepreneurs. Great. Thank you for explaining that. Uh, how about we go to our uh, number of four top tip and it is using backdoor Roth IR. Yeah, a lot of people forget about, you know, the Roths, the Roth idea uh, in, in the backdoor Roth. You know, I guess some, you know, you can kind of say it's new, I guess. But, you know, some people do make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA or, you know, or to take a deduction on a traditional IRA, individual retirement arrangement, that is. But you still can make a contribution to a traditional IRA without the deduction. And later, you can convert it to a Roth. So a lot of people are now calling that the backdoor Roth. So, you know, there's no tax due except on the growth in the account that you earn between the time of the contribution and the conversion. So it probably makes sense to do it quickly. Now, if you hold the money in a traditional IRA for a short time only, the growth, the resulting tax is small. Now, what happens? What happens on the growth? On the, on the growth rate of that, well, the nice thing is if you've converted it to a Roth, well, when you're 
pulling the money out down the road, let's say when you're, I don't know, 60 years of age, you pull it out tax-free. You don't have to pay the taxes, which is the exact opposite of what I previously mentioned with the qualified plan. Uh, you, in a Roth environment, you pull the money out, you don't have to worry about taxes. So that's nice because let's say you're at a higher tax bracket down the road, I should say bracket down the road, you don't have to pay taxes. Let's just say you put it in your money into, uh, I don't know, into cryptocurrency, you know, you put it in and it's worth, I'm just saying, whatever the number is, let's say it's a million dollars when you're, you know, over age 59 and a half, let's say 65 years of age, you don't have to worry about taxes. And if it's had a huge run up, as some people are saying, uh, cryptocurrencies will have, you don't have to pay taxes. So that's the advantage of using a backdoor Roth. You get to put away a lot of money into, again, uh, a Roth, but you're switching it to, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, from uh, IRA into a Roth. So you end up getting uh, huge tax favors because it's a Roth environment where you don't have to pay taxes on the gain or when you pull the money out. A nice, nice idea. Great. Thank you. So since we are talking about a backdoor Roth IRAs and IRAs, that will lead us to our next tip, which is IRA contributions. Can you please elaborate yeah, it's a kind of it's a big thing right now. It's uh, I guess basically the opposite to a certain extent of uh, backdoor Roth. So really, as I mentioned, actually, it kind of combines number five too. Um, if someone is, you know you have until uh, the upcoming April or whenever uh, the April tax day is this year with the pandemic is a little bit late, right? Uh, to make a, a Roth or a traditional Roth contribution for a certain tax year, but you know why put it off? <laughs> In fact, you can even use your income tax refund to fund it which is nice. And by the way, remember, a Roth creates that a tax-free income in the future, which is worth potentially its weight in gold, as I just mentioned. Now, for um, uh, some people say, well, you know, making a, a Roth contribution of $6,000 is too small. Well, let's say making up a number, let's just say you're 33% tax bracket, totally making up a number. Um, you would save a third, you would save $2,000 because you made that deferral or that contribution into your IRA. So uh, let's go over real quickly. Again, the IRA rules. The nice thing is, is, well, again, you pull the money out. That's when you pay taxes. You're not forced to pull the money out, though, until you're in today in today's world, 72 years of age. So there's a lot of growth that you don't have to pay taxes on. it. So it saves you money versus a non-qualified investment where you potentially have to pay your taxes on an ongoing basis when you do acquisitions or uh, or sell a prop uh, investments or mutual funds or long term capital gains in a non-qualified account outside the purview of, uh, let's just say, an IRA. So the nice thing there is you don't have to worry about the taxes until you pull the money out. So if someone's doing trading, as an example, it's not as in a non-qualified plan. They have to pay taxes, and it can be very steep if they're in the short-term uh, capital gains uh, uh, um, environment of doing a transaction under year. Now, if they uh, are in an IRA, you don't have to worry about taxes until you pull the money out. As I mentioned before, whatever your tax rate is when you pull the money out, that's the amount of taxes you pay. So let's just say you've, you know, you put money into a, I don't know, let's just say you're in an IRA, as we talked about, it's grown to a million. You want to take out all of it. Hopefully you don't. But let's say you want to take out all the money down the road. And you're, let's say you're at the, whatever, 15% tax bracket. Well, on a million dollars, you'd have to pay $150,000 because you pulled all the money out. Again, hopefully you do not do that. But 
the nice thing about it, I'll remind you, is you don't have to worry about taxes until you pull the money out. So ultimately, some people use the term tax-free because you don't have to pay it on an annual basis, only when you pull the money out. So that's the power of an IRA. Okay, thank you for clarifying. So before we get to our next two tips, uh, top tips, in, uh, in addition to you being a Forbes.com business contributor, I know you also have uh, some books, and I think you have one coming up in August titled The Family Wealth Manifesto. Can you give us a little up? Yeah, you know, here we're talking about investments. So, you know, I did a lot of research, and our team did a lot of research on uh, Warren Buffett, <clears throat> not only Warren Buffett as an investor, but also the strategic tax maneuvers that he does legally, by the way, I, I should note, uh, that help him to create value and pay less money in taxes. So uh, basically, it's a book for any anyone getting involved in family wealth, anyone who's been in the family wealth uh, arena for many years or someone who's brand new in it. But it's really, it's a guide, really, it's a step-by-step guide to help people understand taxes, retirement, and investing. And uh, it's due out in August. And by the way, what I'm going to do is, thanks for mentioning it, by the way, what I would do is anyone who's listening to this, if they're so inclined, go to rkennerfrench.com. Again, rkennerfrench.com. They can get a free copy of the book as it comes out. It's going to be in August, August 19th. So please, again, go to rkennerfrench.com. Sign up. You'll get a free book. Fantastic. We can't wait to have your book come out and be able to read all the great information, especially about Warren Buffett. Again, so we are going to move on to our top Two tips, and number two is coming in as using long-term capital gains versus short-term. Yeah, so in a lot of cases, especially, we work with a lot of people who are in the crypto space who are, you know, doing very, very well. You know, we some we've worked with a couple of people who uh, have over a hundred million dollars in crypto, uh, but sometimes still they're doing the, I would say, sometimes a mistake by looking not looking at the taxes. Uh, so um, let's say you buy crypto or any investment and you do not hold it for a year meaning you sell it so you buy it let's just say making up a date january 1st and then you sell it before december 31st of that year whatever your tax rate is that's what you'll have to pay so it's short-term capital gain it can be quite onerous so if someone's in the, let's say 37 percent tax bracket wow as an example they might on a million dollar profit they might pay three hundred seventy thousand dollars steep very steep versus if you wait over a year, so you buy it January 1st, whatever it is, whatever the investment is, and you hold it over that one-year period until after December 31st, in my example, over 365 days, by the IRS standards, it would be construed as a long-term capital gain. Long-term capital gains, as we speak now in 2021, they're capped as high as 15%. So meaning, would you rather pay 37% on your gain or would you rather pay 15% on your gain? So you really have to think about that as you're looking to sell your investment. Sometimes, depending on the circumstance, it may make sense to hold an investment for over a year and therefore get the benefit of a long-term capital gain tax versus a short-term capital gain. Now, I'll remind you, in the qualified plans that we were talking about previously, sometimes you don't have to worry about those two impacts at all because you only have to worry about uh, taxation when you pull the money out, generally speaking, when we're talking about, let's say, traditional IRAs or, um, as an example, 401ks, profit sharing plans, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully that outlines a little bit 
about what we're talking about when we're talking about long-term capital gains, short-term capital gains, and even going back to what I was talking about, about qualified plans. Thank you, Kenner. So, uh, great. So, let's move on to your number one tax essential tip for entrepreneurs, which is called tax harvesting. Yes, please. Yeah, this is a big one. So, you know, some people here we're talking about uh, during, um, you know, the, the mid to latter part of 2021, some people have made a killing in the stock market, which has been really nice, right? It's been really nice. But at the same time, the sad part is sometimes people have not made a killing. So meaning they've lost money. Let's say someone put money in crypto and it was up to, I don't know, 60, whatever, $62,000 of crypto, right? But at the same time, now it's worth whatever, $32,000. So they've lost money. So at the same time, let's say over over here, people have made money in their crypto. So you've made money and you've lost money. So in some cases, it might make sense to neutralize that. Remember what we've been talking about with respect to taxes long-term, short-term capital gains, well, sometimes, you know, we're, generally speaking, we're talking about uh, asset values going up at the same time. Sometimes to offset that, some people sell their securities that have gone down because it neutralizes the tax burden. People have got to look at that. Really, a good time to look at that is, well, in the summer versus, well, maybe even down the road because you can mitigate and lower the amount of net taxes you pay, which is a real, real, real nice benefit when taking into account taxes. Because again, people sometimes don't think about taxes when they're looking at their overall portfolio. As I mentioned, especially for an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur will always have, as taxes, I should say generally, a tax liability that's going to be their highest expense. Well, you need to be thinking about your highest expense because it's something that can be mitigated if you're thinking about it. If you're doing really what I would say, plan, plan, planning. You really need to plan to figure it out. We personally at vastsolutionsgroup.com, we try to meet every single quarter with our clients over the phone, virtually, et cetera, et cetera. So we can mitigate proactively so we can help the client to lower the tax liability versus December 31st or March 15th. Here, this is your tax bill, not smart planning. I think that's what differentiates us. Now, I should also note, we don't just do tax uh, 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 tax consultation, we also do a number of other things which helps to implement some of the things that we're talking about, which could also be advantageous to an entrepreneur. Thank you, Kenner, for giving a part of your time for today and going over the five easy essential tax tips for entrepreneurs. Again, you could go to VastSolutionsGroup.com if you'd like to get a consultation. All our information is there. You are welcome to uh, go online and find us there. So, again, thank you, Kenner French, and, again, VastSolutionsGroup.com for today's show. So have a You bet.